Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Courtesy of our many friends around the world. And today we're going to start off with a few quotes courtesy of Deontay Wilder, one of uh, the boxers I think should retire from the sport, mainly due to the concussions he's suffered in the ring. But of late, he's been uh, speaking a lot and being quoted a lot. And so today he's talking about the pay-per-view scenario and the various fight fans out there across the world who quote-unquote steal pay-per-view events and thus take money out of the pockets of boxers in a nutshell so he's saying you know stop stealing the pay-per-views in a nutshell he says we can't make the numbers we can't do numbers if everybody's pirating the goddamn pay-per-views and streaming them that's why the numbers are so down and they're going to be down because everybody's stealing them these fighters work very hard to risk their lives for others entertainment let's get some respect let's watch these fights and pay for these pay-per-views if you can't afford to pay for it alone double up team up let's come together now the author of this particular article on boxing news uh on sorry on boxing24.com uh, a fellow by the name of James Slater adds his own comments to this. He goes, this is an interesting subject. He says, there are, one could certainly argue, far too many pay-per-view fights out there these days. And a hardcore fight fan who is unwilling to miss a thing but cannot afford to pay for so many hundreds of dollars or pounds per year will say he or she has no option but to stream some of these fights. On the other hand, as well, it is made clear, fighters at pay-per-view levels are paid by the revenue a pay-per-view fight brings in. But stopping illegal streaming has proven to be a tough thing for the powers that be. Um, mainly, maybe uh, Wilder's suggestion of teaming up with friends when paying for a pay-per-view fight is the best thing, first thing to do. In a nutshell, you are streaming, you're stealing, sorry, from a fighter if you're illegally watching this, uh, watching his or her fights uh, via a stream there. That's what he has to say. Now, this issue, quite frankly, was tackled by the music industry many years ago and successfully so. Uh, so why it can't be done by the boxing industry is beyond me. Um, moving along, let's have another look at uh, BoxingNews24.com. A fellow by the name of Sean Jones, a writer, says, Canelo Alvarez will have to run the gauntlet for him to re retake his number one pound for pound by defeating these three, Dimitri Bivol, David Benavides, and Artur Biv. Fighting the ham and egger John Ryder does nothing for Canelo because he's not an elite fighter to help him move up the pound-for-pound -pound rankings. That fight is just a foxhole for Canelo to hide in, he says. Canelo has had his time as the number one pound-for-pound -pound guy in the sport, and he's been kicked off that hill by Terrence Crawford. Unfortunately for Canelo, he's not going to take his number one spot back unless he does something dramatic by beating the big three said Sergio Mora, it's going to be tough and the odds are against him. And I'm going to say no about whether or not Canelo will ever be the number one pound for pound fighter again. If Canelo wants to be back at number one, you know what he has to do. Bivol, Berbiev, and Benavidez. If he can knock one of those guys off, yes, he can take the number one spot. But for now, being in the John Riders of the world, that's not going to do it. There are too many people waiting behind you to claim that spot. Uh, he's been a pro since he was 15 years old, he points out, and has 62 fights. But that wear and tear on his body 
you see it all the time. His knees, his elbows, his hand injury uh, start to pile up at the age he is now. I remember I started boxing. I have a lot of injuries catching up to me in the early 30s. Your body's not the same. Moral continues. Is he still uh, going to be an elite fighter? Yes. He's going to be a pay-per-view star. Absolutely. But pound for pound, number one, that belongs to if Crawford and Spence ever fight. If uh, anyway or Fulton ever fight and Yusuf Fury ever fight, it begins to lose those types of fighters, the mega fighters, uh, said Mora. I think you'll get back to number one, however, because I still think the elite fighter is in there, said, uh, um, said Mora about his belief that Canel can retake the number one pound-for-pound pound spot. Bivol is always going to be a challenging opponent. He's bigger and stronger, and he's every bit as skilled as Canelo, and he doesn't make the mistakes that some of Canelo Alvarez's other opponents make, but uh, he's about to exploit that. And if he beats John Ryder, and over the next couple of years, beats guys like Dave Benavidez and Edgar Berlanga, like Jamel Charlo, guys are going to be available to fight and guys he's shown a willingness and eagerness to get in there and fight, he's going to pop right back up there at that number one spot. Well, that remains to be seen. Boxing fans, I'm sure you'll agree with me, that remains to be seen. Speaking of seeing, boxing fans over in Vietnam enjoyed a show, and we don't often report about uh, our f- uh, fans over in Vietnam, but here I've got a report, courtesy of Jenny Do, uh, on Shadow Entertainment who presented another edition of the lead event series this past uh, weekend. The show took place at the Saigon Sports Club in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. The main event saw local unbeaten super middleweight uh, Din Huang Trung, who's 4-0, three knockouts, defeat Dae Hyun Baek. He's 4-2 out of South Korea by way of unanimous decision. Both Huang and Baek showed confidence in their fighting techniques and tactics. The two boxers exchanged lightning speed attacks with powerful hooks throughout the bout. Wang began to have the edge over his opponent in the seventh round as he dished out accurate punches. The Vietnamese boxer won the overall battle and successfully defended his WBA Asia belt. By the way, the supporting bout saw unbeaten WBA number eight ranked Hu Tuong Li, six and one, of Vietnam, surprisingly upset the Garan Diagon, nine and three, five knockouts out of the Philippines. Both Tuan and Diagon started off the fight with powerful attacks. The Vietnamese boxer dominated the following rounds with his combination of horizontal hooks and uppercuts, while Diagon played defense and managed to have many successful counterattacks. Tuan, however, had his chance to finish off his opponent, but Diagon was able to evade the attacks thanks to his impressive stamina. After 12 rounds, Diagon defeated Tuan by just one point and won the WBA Asia miniweight belt. Wow. The other supporting bout saw unbeaten Nagoyan No uh, high, 5-0, and oh, and three draws, four knockouts out of Vietnam, uh, went by technical knockout over Can Pi Fiam out of Thailand in a 10-round bout for the WBA South Asia Super Lightweight title. Uh, unbeaten Nagoyan Nuk high, 5-0, and oh, by the way, uh, of Vietnam, TKO'd Piam. Uh, 22, 6, and 2, by the way, 14 knockouts, a very strong contender from Thailand with the turning point occurring in the second round when Fiam lost his focus, allowing Hai to continuously dish out his attacks. The Thai boxer fell down twice, tried to continue the fight, but the referee decided to stop the match and announced a second round technical knockout victory for Huai. Uh, unbeaten team sensation, Irvin A.J. Pakyanis, 4-0, 
shined in his first scheduled 10-rounder in the flyweight division, stopping Sarawat Jamtong uh, with a highlight reel second-round knockout. Wow, so congratulations to Jenny, and let's uh, look forward to hearing more out of Vietnam. Um, around the world we go to um, MNR Boxing. Uh, it's been previously reported that the IBF had ordered a super flyweight eliminator between former world champions and management stablemates Felix Alvarado, who's 38 and 3, by the way, and Christopher Rosales, who's 35 and 6. The bout is to determine the number one mandatory challenger to current champion Fernando Martinez. MNR Boxing, who promotes Alvarado, won with a bid of 2,500 US dollars. Matchroom, who promotes Rosales, did not bid. Alvarado's manager, William Ramirez, out of w, w Ram Boxing, had some insight on the purse bid. He said, this is a fight which, when it was ordered, I was excited for. However, we could not come to terms with the Rosales team, and therefore it went to purse bid. As you know, I'm always confident in my fighters. Unfortunately, no one showed on Rosales' part. So, let's have a quick look uh, at uh, the April boxing schedule, which is coming up just around the corner. And uh, that will conclude our show. April 1st, as we know, we've got Rabusi Ramirez taking on Isaac Dogbo uh, for the vacant WBO featherweight title. That's going to be a 12-rounder taking place in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, of course, we're going to see Joshua, uh, Anthony Joshua take on Jermaine Franklin on zone. That's a heavyweight battle scheduled 12 rounds taking place over in London, United Kingdom. Also on that fight, by the way, as we reminded you on the Friday night panel, Craig Bridgers takes on Ricard, uh, Ricard's Bolotniks in the light heavyweight division. And Felix Cash is taking on Matteo Signani uh, in the middleweight division. Then the uh, following week on April 8th, we're going to see Shakur Stevenson take on Shoichiro Yoshini. That's on ESPN Plus for the WBC light, lightweight title eliminator. That's a 12-rounder taking place in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, by the way, Keyshawn Davis is going to take on Emmanuel Tago in the lightweight division. And Jared Anderson's going to go in the ring and tackle George Arias in the heavyweight division over 10 rounds. Fantastic stuff. Um, also on that night, we're going to see Kenshiro Tijirachi take on Jonathan Gonzalez for the WBC WBA junior flyweight titles. Uh, that'll take place in Tokyo, Japan. And uh, that's scheduled for 10, uh, sorry, 12 rounder. Uh, also on that fight, you're going to see Takuma Inuar take on Laburio Solis for the vacant WBA bantamweight title over 12 rounds. Uh, also on that night, Jesse Rodriguez goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Christian Gonzalez for the vacant WBO flyweight title. Uh, 12 rounds, San Antonio, Texas. Also on that bout uh, card, Majuron, whoa, Marjan Akhmadilyev takes on Marlon Tapalas for the WBIBF junior flyweight. Junior featherweight titles, also 12-rounder. Also that night, taking place in Carson City, California, Sebastian Fandora takes on Brian Mendoza on Showtime, and that's for the WBC interim junior middleweight title. By the way, also on that card, we're going to see Brandon Lee and Pedro Campa. Uh, they're going to fight 10 rounds for the junior middleweight, sorry, junior welterweight uh, division. April 15th, the following week, Joe Joyce takes on Zhilai Zhang on ESPN+. Plus. That's in London, United Kingdom, heavyweight division, 12 rounds. Also on that card, Michaela Mayer takes on Christina Leonardatu in lightweight division, 10-rounder. And Denzel Bentley takes on Kieran Smith in the middleweight division over 12 rounds. 
And after that, the following week, we're going to see finally Gervonta Tank Davis take on Ryan Garcia on Showtime pay-per-view. That's April 22nd. That's in the catchweight division, 136 pounds in Las Vegas, Nevada, over 12 rounds. Looking forward to that indeed. Uh, also that night on the zone, Shavkat Zon Rakimov takes on Joe Cordina on the zone. Rakimov, IBF junior lightweight titles on the, on the line here. That's going to take place in Cardiff, Wales, over 12 rounds. And finally, on uh, last week in April, uh, Saturday night, April 29th, we're going to see Virgil Ortiz Jr. take on Ilimantas Stantonius, TBA TV, uh, welterweight division. Arlington, Texas is hosting it over 12 rounds. Fantastic stuff. By the way, the next week I might want to add, uh, first week in May, May 6th, you're going to see that Canela Alvarez-John Ryder fight. Uh, again, TBA TV to be announced. And this is, as we all know, Canelo's WBC, WBA, WBO, IBF, Ring Magazine, Super Middleweight titles are on the line. And that's taking place in Guadalajara, Mexico. I believe it's sold out. And I believe a ringside seat is going to cost you like 50000 bucks. But good for them. Good for them indeed. And uh, let's see. Uh, boxing continued in its popularity. Rise up the ranks. Thank you for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it. Remember, like, share, subscribe, hit that uh, notification bell. And we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Gore and Cedric Ben for their show, Knuckle Up.